Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. Got my cup of coffee, my Dunkin' Hazelnut coffee this morning. I'm enjoying a cup. I hope you're enjoying a cup wherever you are listening from. God bless you. This is a podcast where we celebrate the freedom that we already have in Jesus Christ. If the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. And we talk about how we can live that out in every area of our lives. Well, we've been doing a series on identity, the real you. We're building a foundation. And I know some of these, you know, this may not be the popular messaging out there, but it's so crucial because for like I've shared with this, you know, about this before. For 30 years of my Christian walk, I didn't understand who I was. I didn't understand fully what God had accomplished. Uh not just for me, but to me and in me. And it's so huge. Why I talk about this is this, this is foundational. When life falls apart, when the externals of life hit hard, when circumstances, when when trials come, your foundation is what keeps you grounded in Christ. You never lose that. Every other identity or every other thing that we think is our, is who we are, if it's something that can be lost, it's not really truly who we are. And we've been talking about the real the real you, the real us in Christ and what that is. And so this foundation is so important. And why? I believe it's because it's, it's number one, it's true. It's true that I didn't know for 30 years. And, and it's, our, it's our anchor, it's our hope, and it's our freedom in the midst of these trials or in, even in the midst of facing fleshly behaviors or temptations or, or whatever they may be, is that if I know I'm in Christ and I can't lose that, I can never lose my identity and who I am in, in Him, that um, that's incredibly freeing because it tells me, number one, who I am, and number two, it tells me who I'm not. And so I was trying for 30 years to try to become someone I already was. So we're going through this series. If you've missed any of the past, I hope you go through this. I'm trying to make these a little shorter so that we can do, do them in bits and pieces day by day. So uh, that's my goal today. But we talked about last time how uh, most of the gospel that's presented is, well, Christ died for your sins, and that's great news, and we need to celebrate that, and that is absolutely true, and we get to go to heaven someday. But there's more to the gospel, and the more to the good news than than that. Uh, and it's also, we talked about how we actually were crucified with Jesus. We died with Jesus. What died? Our old identity, our old uh, sin, old man, okay, old sin nature that that was dead in our sin, separated from God, uh, had no spiritual life whatsoever, that had to be crucified. It wasn't just cleaning up the old man. It wasn't just cleaning up the old us and making it shine it up. No, it, that had to be killed off. It had to be born again, as Jesus would call it, be born again, reborn into the Spirit, into the Spirit being in Christ. And so we talked about this. What, so what do we die to? So if the old man died, what do we die to? There's, a, there's three things I want to talk about today in that. But but again, this, this, is, this is crucial because you don't hear these messages. Well, what do you mean I was crucified with Christ? Well, Paul says it in Galatians 2.20, right? It's, it's I was crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And this life I now live in the body, I live by faith. So we're going to go through that, but but this this original plan for God was He had to restore, had to kill off the old man that was separated from God, and He had to put in the new man. But to kill off the old man, there were some things that we had to die to, and this is what happened. At and so again, if you're struggling with this, like, well, what do you mean we were crucified? Okay, well here it is, Second Corinthians 
5.14, For the love of Christ controls us, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. All in Jesus, all died in Christ. Okay, Colossians 3.3, 3, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Okay, we know we read Romans 6.3, Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized, which means immersed into Christ Jesus, have been baptized, immersed into his death? That's incredible. That's something that we really fully, if we really were honest, can't really truly wrap our minds and brains around. What do you mean I'm, I've been immersed into Jesus? What do you mean that I, this old man has died? What do you mean I was crucified? I wasn't on the cross 2,000 years ago. This is a supernatural. We talked about last time how this is an eternal realm. This is this <laughs> at salvation in this eternal reality. You uh, just like when you're you're in Adam when you're born, you're you're in sin when you're born. At salvation, you now are transferred out of Adam and into Christ. This is an eternal reality. Okay? So all of all means all. Everyone that's in Christ, this happened to, whether you realized it or not. Okay? He is already not just seeing us differently, but he's already made us brand new. We don't have to try to become something we already are. He's he's not just looking at us as the old man is dead and that we were that old man was crucified. It's already happened. It's already happened. And so we can know and celebrate 2 Corinthians 5.17, that therefore if anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. The old man has passed away. Behold, all things are new. That is incredibly good news. I've spent a lot of my life trying to get rid of the old, trying to get rid of something that was already gotten, had already been gotten rid of. It's a trap, right? It's, it's, we, we hear it all the time. You need to, you need to die to yourself. Well, guess what? You've already died to yourself. We're going to talk about this, what you've died to. You've already died to yourself as your source. You already have. Okay? So this is so important. So I want to go through three things. Okay? There were certain things that we died to, and I'm going to go through Scripture on this again. The first thing, again, is we died to sin. Not sins. That was we talked about the difference between sins and sin. Sins are the actions, okay, when we commit acts of unrighteousness. Okay, but sin, this is the power of sin, which is talked about in Romans 6 a lot, the power of sin that produces those acts of behavior of unrighteous. Okay, so um, this is so crucial. This power of sin, I call it, I I kind of relate it to a parasitic power that that is, is still in the world and it's still in unbelievers and it was our identity before Christ. We were controlled by the power of sin. That was our identity. Okay, we may not have known that or understood it, but that was true. Okay, that power source had to be removed. We had that had to be killed off. That we died to this power. It's still, but here's the thing: it still exists in the world, and we can still, as Romans six says, we can still offer up our bodies as an instrument to that power. But it's no longer controlling us. Okay, and here's the thing: Paul knew. Okay, in Romans six, that's why he starts it off. Paul knew that some people were going to hear this good news and conclude, oh, well, since I've been forgiven of my sins, okay, the sins, the actions, I'm just going to, I can go out and do whatever I want. It's, it's, it's a license to sin, right? Okay, well, no, he addresses this, okay? He, he's got, I got all the grace I want, so I can just, I can just draw on all that forgiveness that I want and just go out and commit a bunch of sins. Well, I mean, you could do that, but again, as we've talked about, you're going to be frustrated because it's not who you are anymore, and it's not actually what you want because you have the new heart. 
So Paul basically answers this question as, as he asked it, because he's getting this response, and I still hear this today. Well, if that means I've got all of God's forgiveness, I'm just going to go out and do commit all kinds of sins, because that's really what I want to do. No, Paul says it. God forbid that would be your conclusion. Okay? God forbid that. He said Romans 6.1, what shall we say? Are we to continue in sin so that grace might increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it, still commit those acts? Because we've died to the power of it. We have a new power source. And he, he, he immediately started teaching about our union with Christ, this burial and resurrection. Okay, we, we were crucified, buried, and resurrected. We're going to get to the resurrection part here soon in a future episode. But we are dead to sin. It no longer has any power over us. Here it is, Romans 6, 6 and 7. Knowing this, that the old man, our old man, was crucified with him. There it is. In order that our body of sin might be made powerless, that power of sin is now made powerless in our lives so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For, <clears throat> for he who has died is freed from sin. I can't think of a more freeing message, more powerful truth right there. For he who has died is freed from sin. Guess what? You're freed from the power of sin. I know you don't feel it, and I know you're not always acting on it. But those are the feelings... And those are the individual acts. Those are sins. You have a new life source, new power source in you. And so what happens is, I think what happen, as we mature and we grow, we realize that I don't see now as going out and taking advantage of God's grace as, as, as something that is even really a possibility. Sure, I could do it, but it's like, it's like I don't understand that I've been set free from this power source. And I think many Christians are there. And that's not out of condemnation. That's just because I was there. I didn't understand these scriptures. I didn't, I didn't understand it. Uh, and, and I didn't know that I had died to the power of sin. I didn't know that. I was still committing acts of sin, but I didn't realize that I actually had a new power source. So I knew I was forgiven of those sins, but I didn't yet know that I had died to that power source. And, and here's the thing. Here's the truth that I've shared this before. There is not one person in Christ, at their deepest being, at the core of who they are, in their true identity in Jesus, our inner man that wants to sin. They don't. So what did you die to? The first one, you died to the power of sin. Jesus' blood on the cross took care of the sins, okay? All of that, okay? But the other thing that happened to us, the other part of the crucifixion, and his death and resurrection was that we died with Jesus. This power source, that was our old man. That was the old man. We were, we were empowered by the power of sin. That's what we had. That's what we inherited in Adam. And so, so the, the, the real problem has always been a spiritual problem. It's always was a source problem. And now as Christians in Christ, when we, when we still see and we're focused on all our actions and we're focused on our feelings... The real issue, again, is not what we're doing and not doing, but which source we're living out of. We've got a new source. We've got a new power source. I'm going to get into this in a minute. That's actually the third thing that we've, we've died to. So we've died to the power of sin. And so the thing is, is that um, we, he, he, Jesus didn't just identify this problem. He became, he became it. 2 Corinthians 5.21, another powerful verse. He made Jesus... 
who knew no sin to be sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. This cure was radical. When you're in Christ, you're cured. You are cured from the power of sin and all of your sins have been forgiven because all of them at the time of the cross were in the future. Even the sins you haven't committed yet, it's, you're fully forgiven. But he became sin and then he jo- and joined our old man to himself. That old man died with him. This is a supernatural truth that is so. He, he didn't. The only the our only problem wasn't just committing acts of sin. It was the source of which was producing those sins. He didn't just die to forgive us through this spirit union with him. He did something in us. We are now in Christ. He he completely solved the sin problem. He did. He took the sin nature out. He took that old power of sin nature out. That's what we died to. And so what do we do? We say, I agree with that, Lord. I don't always see it right now. I'm not maybe necessarily fully embracing it yet, but I, but I see it. So the question always comes, well, Matt, if I've died to this power of sin, why do I still sin? Why am I still tempted to sin? Okay, well, again, it, the power of sin, remember, is not dead in the world. It's dead in me. But it still exists in the world. It's still going to offer up that plate of, of things that I want to go to. It's, it hasn't. This side of heaven, it's not going away. Just like the flesh is not going away. Just like all the lies of the enemy are still not going away. Just like the world and circumstances are not going away. All those are broken things, but they're not going away this side of heaven. But we have a new power source inside of us. And Paul talks about it in Romans 7. He says, sin has been removed from our deepest inner, that we're, that we're no longer defined by the power of sin, but it has not been eradicated from planet Earth. And we can still, as he talked about in Romans 6, we can still offer up our body as an instrument of this power of sin or an instrument of righteousness. We're already righteous at our core, but we can still either walk by this power of sin, walk by the flesh, or we can walk by the spirit of who we already are. Okay, this he pulled out he pulled out that power of sin from us. It's not there anymore. And so one thing that was accomplished on the cross was that our sins were forgiven, but the other thing that was <laughs> that was accomplished is that we are now the righteousness of God, that we are now holy and complete and righteous in him. Okay, that old sin nature that we died to, that was producing sins. Okay, the new creation, now this new man that's in us is now the righteousness and holiness of God. And it can manifest Christ, Christ through us. It can, it, can, it can manifest righteousness. It can manifest holiness. And as we learn to live from this reality and learn to live from this truth, what's happened at the spiritual core, we will begin, I believe this, we will begin to experience externally what God has already made an internal reality in us. Not all the time, but that holiness and that righteousness and that completeness and that being dead to the power of sin, we will begin to experience that externally as we live from what's happened from the inside out, from the inner man. We have total victory over sin. We do. We have total victory right now over sin. 
not just forgiveness of sins, but we have been set. I mean, think about it. If you were still alive to the power of sin, what hope, what real hope would you have other than just trying to be really good and moral and having victory over temptation? <laughs> You'd have none other than just trying to do all the spiritual things or the right thing or stay away. And, and, and no, you, you, you have to, 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 real freedom is not the freedom to sin. It's the freedom from this power of sin. So the first thing that we've died to when we were when we were crucified with Christ is we've we've died to the power of sin. The second thing is I'm going to try to go through this quickly. We've died to the law. We've done a, and, and when you think of law, yes, we can think of the Old Testament law. That's absolutely true. But I also want you to relate this to the current man-made laws that the church and religiosity and legalism have brought in. Is yes, we. We, we, the church, I, I believe this has, is drowning in a sea of confusion about the law. Most messages that you hear, my contention is that you're, it's a mixture of grace, but a lot of law in there, or what I would say, legalism or religion. Here's all the things that you need to do to get right, stay right, be right, walk right with God, to earn, to get, to strive, to stay, or to stay away from all these things. And so it's still a it's still a man made religion, a legalism of all the things that we need to do and not do. It was misunderstood then, and it's still misunderstood now. But we have died to the law. Romans seven four and six. Therefore, you were also made to die to the law through the body of Christ, so you might be joined to another, to Him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit to God. You've been released from the law. Having died to that which we first of all, Gentiles who are not Jews were never were never under the law anyway, okay? Uh, but legalism, spiritual rules and regulations, whatever that might be for you, what is that for you? What is that religious system that you've been under? I, I lived in a religious system. I grew up, I'm grateful for my church experiences, but I, I came from a religious system of here's all the things you need to do to be right, stay right, do right with God. So why did this happen? Why did God, God crucify us to this too? Any type of that. Because even though the law is holy and it's righteous and it's good, it's fulfilled its function in our lives. The law is actually to show us sin, to show us our need for Jesus. Romans 3.20 says this. Okay, The law was given that it might reveal sin and it leads us to Christ. That's the purpose of the law. And it's, it's done its purpose. It's, it's no longer our tutor anymore. What's our tutor? Our teacher is the Spirit of God in us. The law actually, if any type of religious system or law-based system or any of that, will actually hinder hinder uh, freedom. That's what Galatians, the book of Galatians is all about. Paul is saying, if you've been set free, Christ has set you free, you're free from that. So don't put yourself back under this yoke of slavery, which is any type of man-made religion or regulation or legalism that's going to keep you in bondage. And so he wants to express his life in and through us. And so the law by its nature sets any type of standard up. So any, any, any way that you're living by some certain standards in your spiritual life I'm talking about. Okay, yes, we have standards in work and school and other things. Yes, right? But in, in our spiritual lives, any type of standard that you're living up to, okay, even if it seems really, really good, it's it's legalism or it's 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 the law and you've died to it. And Paul Paul says this. He he gets pretty harsh here in Galatians, right? He says you started out in faith, 
and trusting Christ, and now guess what you're doing? You're trying to you're trying to improve yourself by your own self effort and living by all these rules. So he said, "You foolish Galatians, did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law, or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh?" God had to crucify us to any form of religion or legalism. We've already died to that, even if we're still living under that today, which I was for 30 years. I was dead to it. Even though I was trying to, I was living by something that I was already dead to, I didn't know that I was dead to it. And he's going to let us, we're going to still go out and try in some ways. We're going to try and go out and, and live by these obligations, or, and we're going we're gonna to fail at it. We're going to try to keep our part. We're going to try to be more faithful and try harder. And we're, we're going to try those things. And, and at, at some point, actually, those failures are actually going to lead us to deeper dependency on Christ and who we already are. And now we're free, having been crucified to that. We are now free to live by the power of Christ in us. We allow Him, His life in us to just naturally flow through us and express His life. It's not us trying, it's us trusting. It's resting in Him. It's His righteous fruit in us that produces this. So I don't want to go too much more on that, but I want to real quickly say the third thing that we've died to is us as our source. And I kind of mentioned this earlier with the power of sin, but... but even us as our source of us trying to get life from ourselves. No, it's, it's again, Galatians 2.20 is, is there. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live, here's the key part, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So now what, how is Paul living? He's living by faith in the, in the Christ that lives in him, who loved him and gave himself up. It, it's, it's, it's impossible for a person to really know union with Christ and what we've died to if we're still trying to live out of our own power source or resources, which are all those things we've mentioned, the power of sin, the flesh, any type of religious legalism, any of that. If, 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 if you don't know you've died with Christ, then you're still going to be trying to, you still, number one, think the old man is still alive. You still think that you're your, your own, you can still do it in some ways out of your own resources. And so you still are focusing on what you're doing and not doing instead of fixing your eyes on what has already been accomplished to you. This is what you've died to. I'm still trying to make it happen. I'm still trying to correct me and fix me and straighten me up and, and, and all these kind of things and change me. And when it's like I'm, I'm a divided, what happens, I become a divided person. That's why I've talked about why this is so important because then I created two me's, two versions of myself. One was an external one, and one was an internal one. Number one, I couldn't know who, what I was struggling with inside, but then on this outside, I tried to make everybody like me, and so I'm a, I was a divided person because I didn't know that I was one with Christ, that the old man had already died. That's why this is so important. And sure, we can still live in this trap, and we do sometimes. Right, but I, honestly, I've had enough of that, and God's grown me so much, I've had enough of trying to kill off something that's already been crucified which is the power of sin, any, any way of life of getting life out of any type of legalism or religion, and, and me as my own source. <laughs> I'm not my own source. He is, my, he is now my new life source. So shall we just continue to live that way? Or Paul says, did you begin by what you were doing or did you begin by the Spirit? So now guess what? Guess what the Christian walk is like? Guess what dealing with temptation is like? It's not your spiritual life. It's the life of Christ in you. 
My, my, my point of reference has been changed. My power source has been changed. And those Galatians back then, but still many Christians today, including myself, was living out of that, was living out of what I could do and not do, and I truly believe I could still get it done. And God lets us do it. And Paul says, yeah, you know, you can still kind of, you can if you want to, if you really see it that way, you can draw on God's grace for everything you ever do and every sin you ever commit. But why? Why not instead draw on this new power source, the life of God in you? And until until we know that we've actually died with Christ, we're, we're never going to, we're never going to be really living and experiencing freedom, I would say, because we still, number one, believe the old man's alive, um, and we're not going to experience union with Christ. We're not going to know what this is. We're, we're, still, we're still thinking that we are the problem. We don't know what our actual problems are, what the real battle is. We think the spotlight's still on us and how we're measuring. We pull out the spiritual measuring stick. We pull out the comparison. We start comparing ourselves to other people. I truly believe that's where most Christians are living, including myself, for 30 years. I've got to do this for God. I've got to be more spiritual. I've got to stay away from these sins. Instead, the focus can be Christ in us. I've died to all those things now. Those are no longer my source. Power of sin is not my source. The old man is not my source. The, the, uh, the, the law or any type of religion is not my source anymore. So the, the, the focus, the source can be Christ in me. That's, that's what I'm invited to focus on. Everything, I want to end with this, everything necessary right now for you living this Christian life, for you dealing with temptation, for you dealing with hardship, for you dealing with whatever circumstances, everything in this life that you're dealing with right now, everything has been provided for the Christian life in Christ through the cross, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because guess what? You died with Jesus, you were buried with Jesus, and you were raised with Jesus. And we're going to talk about that that next part too. But it's absolutely fundamental that to know that you've died to you've died with Jesus and that this old identity is gone. It's been exchanged. It was nailed to the cross. And you don't longer have to live in that anymore, believing that. It is a great victory to move into this reality of who you are in Christ. This is who you are. You now have the invitation to believe that this is true, to believe that this has actually happened, that your now entire way you can think of this as Christ in you. He lives in you. You and he are one. He lives his life in and through you. And yeah, sure, you can continue to say, well, that can't really be me because I don't feel it. I'm sure not acting like it. And here I am. I, I know I'm not dead. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, no, the, we'll, you'll, we'll, we'll never graduate to knowing this union. We'll never really know Christ as our life. We may understand the concept of that from an intellectual thing, but this is spirit. This is knowing in our inner being. And I'm going to pray this prayer at the end. You know, Lord, this is, I'm going to pray that this becomes an experiential reality in your life. Lord, I just, I pray for whoever's listening right now. I want, I want them to know, not just from an intellectual standpoint, but to know in their inner being that this has happened to experience this truth that they've died with Christ, that their old identity is, is dead and gone, that their, their, their old uh, power source of being in the power of sin has, has been crucified, that they are dead to 
They've died to the law and any type of legalism and religion, and, and, and they've also died to themselves as their own power source. They have the life of you inside of them. God, reveal that to them. Show that to them. Make it real in their life. I pray that. I pray that in Jesus' name. And I, I promise if you pray this, he will reveal this. He will make you aware that this is a reality. I, he will. He will. That is the freedom journey. And I know this is not the popular messages that you hear because everybody wants to be told what to do and what to not, what not to do. But this is a deep spiritual reality that you are invited to live from today. And it's so freeing. You want to know what real freedom is? It's this victory and freedom over sin right now, today. Today, believer, in Christ. That's true of you. That's true of you. And I can't shout that from the rooftops anymore because it's become a reality in my life right now that I just, I can't stop talking about it because it's just the truth of the gospel that we need to hear. And we need, even as believers, to keep just telling ourselves the whole gospel, all of it. Because it's so freeing. It's so freeing. If the Son has set you free, you're free indeed. Walk in that today. Believe that today. Trust that today. Because it is true. You have died to these things. Yeah. We're going to continue on. Thank you so much for joining us. I went longer than what I wanted to, but I just I get fired up about this. So reach out to us if you'd like to pursue one-on-one coaching. If you'd like any feedback, uh, give us any feedback or ask any questions about this. Also, we are in a sponsorship program right now or through the end of November. We've already gotten two new sponsors to the podcast. We're thankful for that, but we're looking to get at least 10 for the month of November. Uh, We're doing that. There's two ways you can sponsor us financially through uh, through the description notes. One is through Patreon. Another is just through the Anchor app. Uh, there's a way to get to that through uh, this. So we would really we thank you and appreciate you considering that. And as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.